0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is Amy McLaren. I promised you last week that this week I would talk about intimacy in marriage and and improving intimacy, bringing back intimacy, working on it, and and it's it's quite a major cause of divorce, as is understandable. So it's a big topic, uh, and I don't want this to be awkward. So I want us to have a bit of fun, so that's why I've put this music in the background. Just it makes me laugh, and let's let's just um, try and take this try and take this topic lightly, so that we can have a bit of fun because it is hard to talk about. So here's the question: for those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights real on social media and pretend it's all rosy. Where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife podcast. Okay, I'm going to keep this really simple, and I just have two things, two points talk about it because I know that it can get overwhelming when you think oh what have I got to do oh and then I've got to try that and then i am going to try that and give sometimes when you're trying to get help with something you get too many strategies and then you don't you're not able to consistently try one or the other because you've got so many to try and you try one and then try another so I've just got two so and I'll tell them up front and then I'll just a bit more detail about them because they're just like chicken and egg. I can't, I can't work out which one to talk about first because it's so related to the other. <laughs> so, the first one is that if we want to improve our intimacy in marriage, if we want to do something about it, if we want to, if we know there's a problem there and we need to work it out, then this might sound a little bit kind of obvious, but we need to get good at talking about sex. And I know that it's a taboo subject and. We get uh, our our premarriage couples to practice. Like we just throw it on them. We go, okay, right now. I'm going to turn up the music really loud so that we can't hear anything, and we're going to get we're going to force you guys to talk about sex and about body parts and give names to things and talk about what you're going to do when you find it hard to talk about this. Like how are you going to broach the subject? Because when we when we get brought up, like when we don't talk about this in our families, it's just a taboo subject that like parents find. T- and I'm talking general here, but parents often find this difficult to talk about with kids, and so it kind of starts from there. And then, you know, you sort of kids find out about it from, you know, standing behind the toilet toilet cloakrooms with their friends, rather than finding out about sex from their parents because their parents find it hard to talk about often. So it's a it's a hard topic topic to learn how to talk about healthily if it's always kind of in hidden corners and you know round behind the sheds. Where people can't hear, Um, so this is a way to start, like, kind of treating it as a healthy thing to talk about in your marriage. And so it's really simple. It's the first step is to work out words that you feel comfortable using for specific body parts that sometimes people find the words hard to say. (laughs) And it really, I'll explain why this is important because if you are able to say the words for body parts and the words for, you know. The, the describing what you like and what you don't like, then you can have frank discussions with each other about what makes you feel good or makes you feel uncomfortable and ask questions of your partner about what they enjoy and what they'd prefer, what they want you to do more of and less of and all that sort of stuff. And we've got to practice this. It's hard initially, but when you get comfortable at it, you can find out so much about this that will help improve the intimacy later on so and i'll get to that but the first thing to to do is and i'll and i really encourage you to kind of maybe even pause this podcast and have a go at talking about this with your partner like just broach the subject and go can we kind of talk about what are we going to What are are you comfortable using? Like, when we're talking about this and it's hard, don't just say, oh yeah, we'll say penis and we'll use the word vagina. Like, you can say that in a conversation when you're not actually in the midst of it, but when you're in the midst of it, are you going to be comfortable using those kinds of words? Do you need to use, you know, funny words to replace those terms that you both understand what you mean? Um, Like, willy or snake or whatever you feel comfortable with. But coming up with the words... And, and have a giggle about it and, and make it funny but come up with some words that you both know what you're talking about and you both feel comfortable using because this is a first step to improving intimacy is, intimacy is actually being able to talk about it and give words to what makes you feel uncomfortable or what, makes you, or, or what you would like to see more of or have more of so I encourage you to practice that <laughs> and then the second thing that I want to talk about is the differences between men and women, and I know that there are there are so many stereotypes about this, and some of them are probably correct, and some of them are incorrect. So the first thing to do is to ask your partner if those stereotypes are actually apply to them. And so that's so that's why we start with trying to talk about sex, um, as, you know, like getting practice at talking about that, so that when we ask, we have questions like this to ask we're able to ask them. And they're able to respond and find the words. So, for example, some differences between men and women. And this is, I recommend this book called Sex Begins in the Kitchen by Dr. Kevin LeMann. He talks about this concept called microwaves and crockpots. He says, men are microwaves, women are crockpots. Men are, you can just switch on and they're ready to go straight away. Women, you have to turn on in the morning if you want to see some action that evening kind of thing. So, Uh, that again that's a stereotype and I would encourage you to ask your partner if that's actually true for them and another another cool thing that he talks about is and it's related to that is that he says that women they why it's called Sex Begins in the Kitchen is if women feel like kind of other needs are being met like as in their husband is helping them do the dishes after you know after dinner in the kitchen um, then they're more likely to be open to physical intimacy. And so I want to talk about that a little bit more as well. So there's this other awesome book called Love and Respect by Dr. Emerson Egerix. And if I, I just if, if if you don't read any other book, there's like kind of like a top three that that I just think so make, could make so much difference to couples. One of them is love and respect, that I just talked about. Another one that we really found useful, Josh and I, is whale well done, and that's a really small book, but it, we applied that to our marriage, and and it really makes a difference in our marriage. And then the third one is the the five love languages but anyway so going back to love and respect so and I think it was in this book and I should probably have checked my references a bit better than this but I'm pretty sure that it's in this book and he says men need sex to feel close and women need to feel close in order to feel comfortable having sex and so when you hear that you think ah you know they're they're totally opposite how's that ever going to work because men they 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 engage they think like okay we need to feel close so let's have sex and then women think okay we need to have sex so let's feel close <laughs> um, but but when I when I heard that it, I think it was only maybe recently in the last year or two that it that I actually decided to ask Josh if that was actually the case and so having had practice talking about sex and all that sort of stuff this conversation was pretty... You know, relatively easy to have. And so I was like, So, you know, like, do you, do you like want to have intimacy in order to fit close? And he's like, Yeah, like, because we, we had uh, some kind of, I don't know, maybe there was a month or so where things weren't so easy between us. Like, you know, there was a whole lot of stuff to do with the kids and, and maybe we, we both felt distant from each other. And we both felt it and we both noticed it. We knew there was a distance there. And so Josh said, Yeah. And so, you know, I, I wanted to have sex with you because I wanted to restore that closeness. I wanted to feel close with you and I knew it was missing. And when I realized, when we had in that conversation and I realized that, I was just, so, I was blown away by like, oh, he, he does want to feel close with me, but that's his, that's his tool set. That's what he's got. That's it. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm just being, um, so again, stereotypical, like that's, you know, that's guys and that's all I've got in this, their their toolkit, right? And I'm, and I'm being a little bit facetious about it because of course guys know how to talk and do other stuff as well to help, you know, like to help foster a closeness in the relationship. But women are best at that. Women are the better kind of, of the two at going, okay, there's some distance. I need to think about, you know, how I can restore that distance, but not so good at thinking, okay, well, let's have intimacy in order to restore that distance because the, the the brain is wired kind of a different way. It's kind of like, oh, we need to restore that distance. And then when all is sorted, then our intimacy will be better. So this is why when, when marriages have problems, why the the sex can get in the way because it, a woman knows that there's problems and just doesn't feel ready to have sex until they've sorted out the problems. And the man is trying to have sex because he's trying to that closeness, and he, and he wants to restore that with his wife, and then when she's kind of like saying no, because she hasn't got everything sorted in her head yet, um, then he feels rejected, and he feels unloved. And so, in this book, Love and Respect, uh, Dr. Egricks talks about that, like, how one of the key ways for a man to feel loved is for his wife to be intimate with him. And so, it's um, it's something that, that that a guy uses, because that's what he's got. And so, it made me... You know, I guess it kind of felt the the next time that Josh was like, you know, I'd like to I'd like to be intimate with you, it was kind of like, Oh, he wants to be close to me and it and it just put a different spin on it. And it made me feel like, you know, he actually was trying in the relationship to make it work, like not just Oh, I don't care about everything that's gone on. All I care about is let's just have sex. It's not even like that. It was like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm trying to do something about this. This is what I know how to do. Let's do that, you know, kind of, kind of way, kind of thing. <laughs> so, I found that quite powerful, and and I just wanted to share that because I think it's a it's a major key. So, but but in order to for us to re- get to that point and to figure that out, we had to be able to get, be comfortable talking about sex. We had to be able to. You know, both know that we could talk about it with each other and not feel awkward or not feel like the other one was going to, you know, be too awkward about it and walk off or whatever. Like, we both engage in the conversation. We both know we can talk about it. So, I guess, for me, the the second thing is, after you've practiced just talking about sex, then, then you can just ask a question that you've always wanted to know. And... I think you'll get a surprise answer. And I really hope you do. Because, and I talk about this in problem solving too, when you get a surprise, that's when you're really getting to the root of an issue that you didn't actually know the cause of or you didn't know what was going on in the other person's head. And once you get a surprise, like, ah, is that what it is? Then then the solutions that you start to put in place are actually going to be effective because you're understanding what the actual problem is. So that's one of the areas... Intimacy and sex is one of the areas where it's it can be traditionally hard to figure out what the problem is and that's why we have to get good at speaking about it first. So we can already be able to speak about other things in our in in our relationship, but this one is often a, a harder subject to talk about. So practice using words that you feel comfortable with and practice talking about sex. So that's it, that's my that's my two tips for this week on bringing back better intimacy in your relationships I encourage you to try it there are obviously other lots of other points but I think those are two kind of core things that will that will really make a difference so I hope that helps, I really appreciate you for listening and um, I hope you have an awesome week, I hope you try out some of the stuff have some great intimacy in your marriage I look forward to catching you next week, till then Okay.